Behind every successful woman is a tribe of other successful women who have her back. Harnessing the power of genuine connection is what allows women in business to flourish. We are honored to be a part of this incredible movement. You are listening to She Meets Radio, presented by Afroship Mompreneur. I am your host, Nancy Laws. Thank you for joining me. My name is Nancy Laws, and today Nancy Twine is answering 10 questions. According to Glamour Magazine, Nancy Twine is one of 35 beauty superstars under 35. She is the founder and CEO of Briogeo, which launched in September 2013. Briogeo is a natural hair care line based out of New York City. I am excited to pick the mind of such an accomplished woman. Thank you so much for joining me, Nancy. Thank you for having me. How would you define your natural hair care line? in three words. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a little challenging because I feel like there's dozens of words to describe this line, but I think the three um, that really hit closest to home um, are honest, effective, and fresh. Um, we're all about creating products um, that contain a high percent of naturally derived ingredients um, that don't contain any harmful or toxic ingredients because we really believe um, that, you know, obviously any products that you put on your skin and your hair um, ultimately become a part of your body. So really kind of creating formulas that are not only natural, but again, the second word was effective. Um, to us, products are only great if they can be effective. So natural isn't enough. Um, effective is definitely part of that um, equation as well. And the fresh aspect um, really has to do with our brand and who we are. Um, we're obviously, if you've seen our packaging, it's very bright and vibrant and colorful. And we're really about creating something that's unique and fun and fresh and that really resonates um, with our consumer um, who's you know modern, really into beauty, but also so um, want something that's unique. And I actually read in um, on in, in the article on Glamour that um, it's actually one of the reasons you've been able to beat out some pretty big name hairlines because you're able to appeal to the store's ingredient conscious cu customers. That's exactly right. And I think we do in a way um, that's quite different um, because we blend you know, natural with effective. Um, there are a lot of natural hair care products on the market, mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, based on what I've tried and a lot of my friends have tried, um, there's been a lot of disappointment with the efficacy of those products, and it had always been hard to find um, a natural hair care line that would perform as well um, as, you know, the synthetic counterparts or what you're used to from like a salon quality basis. And I think that that's really what we've done that's been different and that's really set us apart and has ultimately kind of given us a platform for the success that we've seen today. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, what was your inspiration for Briogeo? Yeah, so Briochia was inspired by a few different things, but I think the one that really is, is closest to me um, is the inspiration that stems from my grandmother, um, who um, owned a farm in West Virginia um, where she raised eight children. Wow. And having so much responsibility and such a limited um, you know, number of resources, she had to be very you know, savvy um, about what she did to provide for the family. And one of the really cool things that she did is she learned how to create um, a lot of the family's personal care products, things like soaps and lotions and oils using um, ingredients 
that she would harvest on her farm and things that she could, you know, get her hands on at the local markets. And, um, you know, that foundation of using nature to really provide necessity is really kind of what drove the idea um, for Briogeo. Oh, wow. Um, I actually love that because I I'm a huge Shark Tank fan. <laughs> uh, I am too. <laughs> and one thing I've noticed from the show is some of the best ideas, the ones that, you know, are able to get, you know, a deal, They, uh, the founders or the creators, you realize actually created something out of need, whether it's a need mm -hmm. for themselves or a need for someone else. And mm -hmm. just that natural need inspired a really great product. And it's great to see that it comes from your grandmother. I, I, just, I think the story is <laughs> really great. Um, Absolutely, and and all this—it's it's funny you say that because there's almost two levels of need. There was, you know, my grandmother's need for necessity because she just, you know, needed product to provide for the family, and then kind of, you know, you skip down some generations. And for me, the need was for products that were, you know, naturally based, that were safe, but that were also effective, and that was what was so hard to find. Right. Um, so the needs were a little bit different, but you're absolutely right. It's based off of a need and kind of a, you know, unserved, um, you know, kind of concept and really kind of being creative and, and using those inspirations to drive whatever that business idea is. Right. Um, you spent the first few years of your business juggling a career. What advice can you share for finding balance while juggling so much? Yeah, to be honest, it really is hard to find um, balance when you are, you know, in the midst of a career and also trying to get um, a business off the ground and that's what can really make it so challenging. Um, but there were certain things that I did um, to really provide for as much balance as possible and um, I always knew that my friends and family were so important to me. Um, so even though I couldn't like dedicate my full weekend um, to just kind of hanging out, um, Sundays was always kind of like my me day. So just mm -hmm. kind of designating that one day a week to really kind of focus on yourself and the people who matter the most. Um, and then another thing that was so important to me just from, you know, even a sanity perspective of, you know, just keeping sane throughout all of the craziness was, you know, finding time to really kind of exercise and work out. And whether that was yoga or going for a run. Um, really getting that exercise in. It wasn't even just a physical thing, but it, for me it was also just a mental thing to really kind of um, help you to be able to think more clearly um, and to really just kind of help unwind and relax. Oh, wow. Well, what is your definition of balance? Everybody has sort of their personal way of describing what balance is. Some people don't even believe in the concept of <laughs> balance, but what is balance to you? Yeah, I mean, when you think about the true technical term of balance, it really is even on both ends. In order to balance something, it has to be 50-50 even. Right. Um, but, you know, in the context of life, especially as an entrepreneur, it really is hard to have that 50-50. Um, but I think balance for me is making sure that you're never totally 100% just focused on your business, right. um, even if it's 10% or 15%, dedicating that one day a week, that Sunday, um, to making sure that you're opening up time to focus on yourself and others um, is important. 
um, I think the reality of it is, like I said, it's, it's very difficult to get a 50-50, mm -hmm. but just make sure that you're not only focused on that business venture, that you're at least allowing some portion of time to focus on yourself and others. All right. What is Briogeo's definition of natural hair care products? Because um, sometimes there's, <laughs> there's a little bit of a confusion with it because especially with the natural hair care movement, you know, mm -hmm. um, you have natural hair care products that are literally just great natural ingredients. And then you have natural hair care products that are literally made for ethnic hair. Or, you know, someone with naturally curly hair. So, um, you know, I'm... I, That's a great question. Yeah. It's a great question. And it's one that we've, you know, definitely have gotten in the past. And just mm -hmm. to kind of give you a little background about the Briogeo line, another thing that makes this so unique is that Briogeo really is a line for everyone. Um, we have three categories of hair care. Um, one is repair, focused on... Um, dryness, breakage, damage, really reviving that, adding back the moisture, reviving the hair. We also have a volumizing segment, which is for people that have fine or thin or limp hair um, that are looking for added thickness, volume growth. And then lastly, we have our curl category, um, which is for people who have textured hair, um, curly hair. Um, and each of those three different segments, obviously, um, really touches on different types of women. And because of that, we've really kind of created a line that's very diverse, which I think for hair care is really hard to do mm -hmm. sometimes um, to a much greater extent than, say, skin care or body care, because really people view hair types as such this singular thing, um, like I need something specific for me. And I think one of the things that we really kind of set out to do with Briogeo was to really kind of defy some of those norms and say, hey, we can be a product line that all different hair texture types can resonate with by the way that we've arranged our categories. So for us, natural hair care doesn't mean that we're just serving the natural hair care community. Mm -hmm. um, we do with certain segments of our hair care assortment, but for us, natural hair care really speaks to the types of ingredients that we use. Um, all Briogeo products contain at least 90 to 100% of naturally derived ingredients, so really high content. Wow. Um, and we're really about you know, identifying what are those controversial ingredients that have been um, scientifically linked to um, health concerns, things like parabens, which have been linked to cancer types, um, you know, phthalates, um, artificial fragrances and dyes have been linked to hormonal imbalances, endocrine disruptors. Those are the types of ingredients we leave out. So for us, natural is inviting more of the pure and taking out more of the toxic. Um, and it's really much more of an ingredient story than it is um, pointing to a certain hair demographic. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining. That's really great. Sure. <laughs> what um, What is your personal favorite when it comes to your Briogeo, the Briogeo product line? Do you have a favorite product? Yeah. You know, my favorite product is the hair mask for a few different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, our hair mask is one of our best-selling products, and I think just because it really resonates with so many different type of people, and kind of I spoke about, you know, one of our real challenges was how can we create a line that resonates with so many different hair texture types, and this product, this mask, is really one of those products that is um, very transformative, and that so many different types of women with different hair texture types can use it 
and get the same benefit. Um, I use it, um, I have naturally curly hair, but I do blow dry my hair a lot. Sometimes I even use you know, flat irons and things of that nature, and this product um, has really kept my hair healthy and has really helped to restore the moisture balance. And I just love it because it's a product mm -hmm. that I can basically recommend to anyone I know um, because at the end of the day, if you're not using heat on your hair, even if you're not coloring your hair, even if your hair is just in its natural state, a lot of people suffer from dryness. It's a really yeah. big issue. And this product um, also is clinically proven to reduce breakage by up to 81% after three uses, which is really significant for a natural product. Um, so I love it for so many different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> what was the greatest business decision that you have ever made? We're going into some of my favorite questions because I love to hear about um, the challenges that you know you experience in business and how you're able to overcome them. I think it the, I think a lot of that helps to inspire you know other women and um, you know just feeling encouraged and knowing that you know what success doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> we all yeah. go through challenges and when you fall you have to get back up and keep going. So you know I want to ask you what um, what has been the greatest business decision for you so far? Yeah, I think um, the greatest business decision has been being open to change mm -hmm. and thinking your initial, rethinking your initial thinking. So what I mean by that is sometimes I think people get really set in their ways and their intention for their business, and they have a very set way of how they see things being done or where they see it going in a certain year, and they're very reluctant to stray from that because they have you know such a firm. Um, you know, strategy. Right. And I think one of the best decisions that I've made is really being flexible and adaptable and being open to change and being open to suggestion, whether that's from retailers or whether that's from clients. And I think that's one of the really unique things about being a small company is because you can be really nimble. And instead of you know maybe going through a hierarchy or system to get things approved, you can be really quick with making new decisions and changing the way that you do things. Um, and I think that because you know, as a company, we've been so open um, to feedback and to changing the way we think things has really um, allowed us to grow a lot quicker than we um, would have grown. Um, for example, we're actually um, putting through um, all new packaging design mm -hmm. um, in May, and a lot of that had to do with, you know, maybe it was feedback from retailers or maybe it had to do with kind of our own decision to to come out with a new image because we felt like it would really kind of help propel our brand DNA further. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really being open to that change that I think is what allows for growth. So it's not one particular decision, mm -hmm. but it's more so a mindset. It was the decision to be open to change. No, and that's really great, actually. Sometimes being so incapable of you know, kind of shifting the way you think, setting down rules that you're unwilling to budge. It makes it difficult for you to listen to others and to be able to accept, you know, advice and things like that. So th that's actually pretty great. Um, what was the worst <laughs> business decision that you've made so far? And how did you learn from that um, mistake? 
Yeah, to be honest, I feel really fortunate in that, you know, I haven't really made any business decision that's really jeopardized the business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think on a regular basis, we all, you know, kind of make mistakes or kind of wish we would have done things a little differently. Right. Um, but I can't really put my finger on anything um, that I would classify as the worst business decision um, that I've made. Um, I think just one thing that kind of stays top of mind for us is that, um, you know, uh, the nature of a business in which you have product can sometimes be unpredictable. Sometimes you get really big surges in demand, and it's been really disappointing when we haven't had enough product to fulfill that need. And sometimes in retrospect, it's like, oh, we should have ordered more product, or why didn't we forecast this? You know, we're missing out on sales now. Um, But sometimes that's a good problem to have, to have more demand than you do have supply. Um, (laughs) But I I hope that answers the question. It does. Um, But it actually does inspire another question. Um, Why do you feel um, that maybe you've been fortunate enough not to have, you know, so many big mistakes? Is it because of something you feel you've done, whether it involves your ability to be flexible or maybe always doing your due diligence so that you avoid certain mistakes? Yeah, that's a really great question. And that kind of, um, you know, ties into a little bit of my career history. So mm-hmm. I actually spent seven years working in the finance world um, at Goldman Sachs. And um, I worked with a really small team where we ran a business, a sales business. Mm-hmm. And I started that job straight out of college. And that's what I did and absorbed myself in for seven years. And it was probably one of the strongest experiences for me as far as really developing my skills and learning how to think and exercise good judgment. Um, And a lot of that, again, had to do with really learning how to be a good decision maker um, because that's really applicable to any business. I went from finance into something completely different, Mm -hmm. but a lot of those hard skills that you learn working in that type of environment are very applicable. So I think that just naturally as a person, I'm very methodical. I don't like to be impulsive. I don't like to rush into decisions without really kind of thinking about it first. Um, And I also do a lot of research. Like, you know, there's so many resources on the Internet. There's so much to learn from your competitors as far as what works, what doesn't work. Um, There's so much networking to be had, Mm -hmm. um, whether that be through meeting people at trade shows or even through social media. I've met a lot of people through social media. Um, And really asking people um, for advice and perspective who have done something or do something similar to you. Um, So a lot of it is just really kind of training your brain to take a step back before making decisions and do the homework and really think it through. Because at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, every single decision that you make is can be very, very impactful um, mm-hmm. to the business. Um, so it's kind of really learning how to slow down, process information, and, and think strategically. And I would say that a lot of my experience working in the finance realm really helped to um, structure that for me. Oh, that's really great. Um, where do you see yourself and Briogeo in five years? 
Yeah, I mean, I see really great things for the brand. I mean, we're really just getting started. Um, we just had our second year anniversary, and we've come so far in two years. I can only imagine what the brand is going to look like in five years. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely, you know, expanding our presence here, not only in the U.S., but internationally. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for the brand across the world, mm -hmm. um, even though to date our focus has really been in the U.S., um, I see ourselves really expanding the assortment to cater to um, hair needs and um, really creating products that are very innovative, products that you haven't yet seen on the market. And I think as we grow as a company and we have more resources to really invest um, in those innovations, I think it's really going to set us apart. Oh, that's great. And um, mm -hmm. it actually reminded me of a question. I think we've done 10 questions, but I'm going to add a bonus one in there. Sure. Um, <laughs> I did want to ask, um, do you currently have a children's line or are the products safe to use on um, young girls? Yeah, absolutely. So we get that question a lot. We don't have a children's specific line, but we have so many mothers and fathers who use our product on their children because of our um, ingredient profiles, because we don't have sulfates, no silicones, no artificial fragrances and dyes. The formulas are really pure, but they're effective. And I know one of our best-selling products amongst kids is our um, Be Gentle, Be Kind Avocado Quinoa Co-Wash, which are co-wash. It's a two-in-one conditioning cleanser, and yeah. for Thank parents, so it really makes the hair washing process so um, much easier it because it's definitely, a one-step um, process, amazing. but and, um, also because the formula has a lot, a lot of great slips, that so it's really out. easy to so use the really comb for the hair, because mm -hmm. um, we know oh, kids are tangled, awesome. can be a nightmare in the bathtub, so <laughs> this product really um, does help with that. 